descending dread. With each step down the creaky stairs of the abandoned factory, my fear grew. The musty smell of old earth filled my nostrils as I descended into the dark cellar. My lantern barely lit the way as I ducked under beams and dodged turns. The air felt suffocating like a weight pressing down on me. As I went deeper, I sensed something sinister watching me. Panic set in as I reached a dead end and heard scratching behind a crate. A gnarled hand shot out and grabbed my wrist with a vice-like grip. It was an old woman with wild eyes. Her tattered clothes hung on an emaciated frame, her face contorted with anger. She blocked my path, gripping my arm tightly and hissing for me to leave. But it wasn't just her. The darkness around me came alive, whispering with an otherworldly force. I struggled to break free, but her grip was surprisingly strong. As I fell backward, shadows slithered out of the corners of my eyes, their movements unnatural. The creatures closed in, their whispers growing louder. I ran towards the exit, my heart hammering. Moonlight filtered through the trees as I burst into an open clearing. The sounds of pursuit echoed behind me. I fumbled for my keys and dove into my car, locking the door behind me. As I drove away, the image of the strange creatures and the old woman lingered in my mind, haunting every waking moment. After days of research, I discovered that the alcove was a sacred site for an indigenous tribe until settlers desecrated it, angering spirits. With supplies and a knot in my stomach, I returned to the abandoned factory. As I explored the dark corridors, my senses heightened. Suddenly, a whisper brushed against my ear, and I spun around. There was nothing behind me. I continued forward, feeling a presence looming over me. Suddenly, a loud crash shattered the silence. Brave and stupid, I ran towards it and found ghostly figures surrounded by a faint blue light. Before I could make sense of it all, they vanished. In the dim light, a figure emerged from the shadows, with inhuman features and glowing red eyes. Paralyzed with fear, I attempted to run, but I couldn't move. When my legs regained their footing, I stumbled and fell, striking my head on a pile of debris. Disoriented, I stood, running away from the wailing sounding behind me. The creature chased me through the factory. I came to an impasse at the end of a corridor. Cornered, I grabbed a metal pipe, prepared to fight for my life. I swung at its head, the metal making full contact with its skull, disorienting the creature long enough for me to find an exit and escape to the outside. The creature gave chase, still determined to attack me, and despite my best efforts, I knew I wouldn't defeat it. Suddenly, a helicopter appeared overhead with a searchlight and megaphone ordering us to surrender. I sprinted towards the light, ignoring the pain in my head. A soldier pulled me inside just as the creature was about to tear into my flesh with its jagged claws. In time, the adrenaline wore off. We landed at a medical facility where I was lucky to be alive, despite the severity of my wounds. The soldier who had saved me stayed by my side as I recovered, offering words of encouragement. As I healed, I couldn't help but think about how close I was to not making it out alive. I felt relief wash over me, but then the memories flooded back. The creature, the chase, the attack. What was that thing? I asked one morning, a week removed from my ordeal. It's an experimental project that escaped from a nearby lab, the soldier explained. We're still gathering information. Is it dead? I shuddered at the thought of it coming after me again. Yes, we made sure of it, the soldier assured. But then he asked for my help in understanding the creature. 
Despite my fear, I knew I had to do my part. I didn't want anyone else to suffer the same fate. So I agreed to tell him everything I could remember about that night. As I recounted my encounter with the creature, the memories flooded back. Its effortless movements and razor-sharp claws were etched in my mind. The soldier and a doctor listened, taking notes and nodding. The doctor suggested consulting experts, but that they should be careful to not cause panic or arouse any suspicions. I continued to recover, restricted to the bare and desolate setting of a former covert military facility that had been repurposed for renegades. The walls were made of cold, hard concrete, and the floor was lined with industrial-strength linoleum tiles. The room was sparsely furnished, with only a narrow cot for me to rest on and a small metal table by my bedside. Above me, fluorescent lights buzzed incessantly, casting an eerie glow over my surroundings. It was clear that this was a base designed for secrecy and functionality, not comfort or luxury. Despite this, I couldn't help but feel grateful to be alive and under the watchful care of those in charge. Weeks passed by in a blur as I went through rigorous psychological assessments and rehabilitation sessions. Sergeant Daniels, the soldier who had rescued me, became an ever-present figure, checking on my recovery every day. He would often bring books and puzzles to keep my mind busy, attempting to distract me from the nightmares that haunted my dreams. During one of our conversations, Sergeant Daniels mentioned that the creature I encountered was not an isolated incident. There had been reports of similar encounters in different parts of the country. People were disappearing under mysterious circumstances, leaving behind only confusion and fear. It was clear that the government had been keeping this information hidden from the public. But why? What were they trying to protect? The questions swirled in my mind, demanding answers that seemed just out of reach. I grew restless, confined to the sterile walls of the medical facility. I yearned for some semblance of normalcy, for a chance to return to my life before all this happened. But deep down, I knew that my life would never be the same. The encounter with the creature had changed everything and I couldn't simply go back to the way things were. One evening, as Sergeant Daniels sat beside me during our usual conversation, I mustered up the courage to ask him about the secrets that the government was hiding. His face tightened, a flicker of hesitation crossing his eyes. He sighed heavily before finally responding. The truth is there's more to this than what meets the eye, he started cautiously. The government has been experimenting with genetic mutations and bioengineering for years. They were trying to create super-soldiers, beings with enhanced physical capabilities and heightened senses. I stared at him in disbelief, my mind racing to catch up with his words. Super-soldiers? Genetic mutations? It felt like I had stumbled into some sort of sci-fi nightmare. But something went wrong, Sergeant Daniels continued. The creatures that you encountered were once human soldiers who volunteered for the experiments, but they lost control of their humanity and became monstrous beings. The government lost control of them and now they roam free, wreaking havoc wherever they go. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was beyond anything I could have imagined. The government had turned men into monsters, and now innocent people were paying the price. But why keep it a secret? I asked, my voice trembling with anger and fear. Sergeant Daniels looked away, his expression heavy with guilt. The government doesn't want the public to know about their failed experiments. They fear the panic it would cause, the loss of trust in their ability to protect the country, 
I clenched my fists, my anger boiling over. How could they prioritize their reputation over innocent lives? I need to do something, I said, determination heavy in my tone. I can't just sit here knowing what's happening out there. Sergeant Daniels nodded in understanding, his eyes flickering with a mix of admiration and concern. I understand your frustration, but you need to be careful. These creatures are dangerous, and the government will stop at nothing to keep their secrets hidden. I took a deep breath, steeling myself for the path I had decided to take. I can't just let them continue terrorizing innocent people. I have to do something to stop this. Sergeant Daniels reached out and placed a firm hand on my shoulder. I admire your bravery, but you can't do this alone. We need a plan, resources, and allies who are willing to stand up against the government's corrupt actions. His words resonated with me. I knew I couldn't face this fight alone. I needed help, someone who understood what was at stake. Are there others like me? I asked. Sergeant Daniels nodded. There are resistance groups scattered around the country, people who have been affected by the government's experiments and are fighting back. They want to expose the truth to the world. Relief washed over me, knowing that I wasn't alone in this fight. But I also understood the risks involved. The government had vast resources and would stop at nothing to protect their secrets. We would have to be careful and strategic in our approach. I want to join them. Sergeant Daniels smiled, a glimmer of pride in his eyes. I knew you would say that. I've already been in contact with some of these resistance groups. They'll be expecting us. A fire ignited in my veins, fueling me with an unbreakable determination as I readied myself for the upcoming battle. No longer a helpless victim, I had transformed into a ferocious warrior, fighting not only for my survival, but for the countless others who had been subjected to the government's cruel experiments. Their screams echoed in my mind, pushing me forward with an unrelenting fury. This was no longer just a fight for justice. It was a war against evil itself. Immortality's price. Dr. Leona Petrova was a woman consumed by a singular, all-consuming desire to cheat death. Her once immaculate lab coat now stained with mysterious substances, she frantically scribbled notes in a leather-bound journal filled with cryptic symbols and diagrams. Within the dimly lit laboratory, shelves lined with jars of preserved animal specimens and unidentifiable powders loomed over her as she worked tirelessly. The constant bubbling and hissing of concoctions being brewed filled the air, creating an eerie atmosphere that seemed to match Leona's increasingly desperate state of mind. For years she had scoured ancient texts and traveled to remote locations, in search of rare ingredients for her experiments. And finally, after countless failures and sleepless nights, it seemed she had found the key to eternal life, a shimmering golden elixir that promised immortality. But as Leona greedily drank the elixir, her excitement quickly turned to terror as she felt her body begin to decay from within. She stumbled back, knocking over beakers and sending potions spilling onto the floor as her skin turned gray and cracked. A primal hunger began to consume her, as she realized the true cost of her reckless ambition. Now Leona lurked in the shadows, like a creature born from nightmares, her once sharp mind now consumed by a single insatiable urge to feed on the life force of others in order to sustain herself. As news of her monstrous transformation spread throughout the city, a team of scientists banded together to put an end to her reign of terror. Through tireless research and determination, 
They eventually uncovered Leona's hidden laboratory, but what they found inside was more horrifying than anything they could have imagined. Evidence of human experimentation, twisted creatures made from fused animal parts, and vials filled with dark substances that seemed to hold unimaginable power. And as they vowed to stop Leona and destroy her creations, they couldn't help but wonder, was immortality truly worth this devastating price? Dr. Leona Petrova, once hailed as a brilliant and groundbreaking scientist, now resembled a twisted and monstrous creature. Her body was contorted into an inhuman shape, her skin mottled with jagged black veins, and her eyes glowing with an otherworldly light. As the team of scientists, led by Dr. Nicolette Vasilev, stepped into the lab, they were immediately met with a scene of chaos. Tables were overturned, equipment lay broken on the ground, and walls were scorched from powerful spells. In the center of the room stood Dr. Petrova, cackling maniacally as she summoned dark magic to defend herself. Without hesitation, Dr. Vasilev and her team prepared to engage in battle against their former colleague. They knew that she had been corrupted beyond repair by her desperate quest for eternal life. With their scientific expertise and sense of responsibility driving them forward, they braced themselves for a harrowing fight. The air crackled with energy as spells were cast and potions were thrown back and forth between the two sides. Eventually, through sheer determination and skill, the scientists emerged victorious over their former mentor. But victory came at a great cost. Dr. Petrova had been destroyed beyond recognition, reduced to nothing but a pile of dust on the floor. As they surveyed the destruction around them, the scientists made a unanimous decision to seal away any remnants of the elixir that had caused so much devastation. Their footsteps echoed through the abandoned lab, each one heavy with dread and unease. The haunting tale of Dr. Petrova lingered in their minds like a dark cloud, a cautionary reminder that some boundaries should never be crossed. They had narrowly escaped her deadly grasp, but the unsettling feeling remained that someone else may attempt to replicate her macabre experiment for their own quest for immortality. As they stepped out into the world, they couldn't shake off the chilling fear that death was not the worst fate that awaited them. Flood Countess the rugged cliffs and jagged peaks of the Carpathian Mountains loomed over the ancient castle, casting dark shadows across its decaying walls. Inside, the infamous Blood Countess, Ilara, sat upon her throne of bones, her piercing emerald eyes glinting with a hunger that could never be truly satisfied. Her victims hung from chains on the walls, their bodies drained of blood and twisted into horrific artworks. As she waited for her next prey to stumble upon her lair, she traced her fingers along the delicate features of a young woman's face, savoring the memory of her screams. On a stormy night, Matthew, a naive scholar seeking shelter, stumbled upon the castle. Enthralled by Alara's beauty and charm, he willingly followed her inside. But as he explored the castle, he discovered its gruesome secrets and realized too late that he was in the clutches of a ruthless vampire. Desperate to escape, Matthew ran through the winding corridors as Alara pursued him, baring her deadly fangs and taunting him with promises of eternal life. The walls whispered of a mysterious entity lurking within the castle, adding to Matthew's terror as he fought for his survival. Matthew navigated the twisting corridors of the castle, his torch flickering as he searched for any sign of the elusive hidden chapel. As he turned a corner, he caught a glimpse of stained glass windows and felt his heart race with excitement. Entering the chapel, 
Matthew was drawn to an ancient book that lay open on a stone altar. Its pages were filled with accounts of the Blood Countess's reign of terror and the key to her downfall. With determination in his eyes, Matthew vowed to use this newfound knowledge to end Alara's reign once and for all. As Matthew approached Alara's throne room, he could feel her powerful aura emanating from within, but he knew he had the upper hand now, armed with sacred words and symbols to ward off evil. The showdown began, with blades clashing and spells being cast. With every strike, Matthew recited prayers of exorcism and called upon divine forces to aid him. Finally, with one mighty blow, Ilara fell to the ground in agony. As she writhed and screamed, Matthew continued to chant until her soul was expelled from her body. The castle shook violently as the centuries-old evil was banished from its walls. And when it was over, all that remained of Alara was a pile of ash on the cold stone floor. Matthew's soul was forever scarred by this experience, etched with the memory of Alara's tragic end. From that day on, he devoted his existence to relentlessly hunting down other vampires, seeking retribution for what they had taken from him. As the castle loomed in the distance, its eerie towers now a symbol of hope and victory over the forces of darkness, Matthew felt an unquenchable fire burn in his veins. This stronghold stood as a testament that even amidst the depths of despair, goodness can conquer all. Flood Library Tucked away in the heart of a forgotten metropolis, concealed by unending layers of mist, stood a library unlike any other. Instead of rows upon rows of books, its shelves were lined with glistening vials filled with blood, each one holding the essence of a life lived and taken. This was the Blood Library, guarded by a sinister being known as the Blood Keeper. This creature was shrouded in enigma, its true form a mystery to all who dared to enter. With its mastery over blood, it wove stories from the stolen memories and experiences of its victims, tales wrought with grief and terror. One fateful day a determined young woman named Eva sought out the blood library in search of answers about her past. The bloodkeeper, intrigued by her tenacity, granted her entrance. Eva delved deeper into the scarlet depths of the library, running her fingers over the smooth glass of each vial, each one containing a whispered tale. She encountered the memories of long-lost lovers, fallen heroes, and tortured souls, each one serving as a reminder of life's fleeting nature. As she ventured further, Eva stumbled upon a hidden chamber, a vault sealed with ancient magic. Fueled by insatiable curiosity, she managed to break the seal and unleash a swarm of darkness into the library. From the shadows emerged countless spectral figures, restless spirits whose blood had been stolen by the bloodkeeper. They hungered for retribution, their only desire to reclaim their lost memories and identities. Ava clenched her fists, fighting against the invisible force that threatened to consume her. Her eyes darted around the room, searching for any way to break free from the spectral storm that raged around her. Drawing upon her knowledge of the library's secrets, Ava channeled the Bloodkeeper's power against itself. With a burst of energy that shattered the vials containing trapped spirits, she unleashed their memories and freed them from their torment. But as the walls of the blood library were painted with the blood of its countless victims, a fierce inferno erupted and consumed everything in its path. Ava stood amidst the flames, her body weakened but alive. The spirits around her faded into nothingness, their souls finally at peace. 
Though she knew the Bloodkeeper was not truly destroyed, its power was diminished, and Eva had struck a blow against the darkness. But as she left the ruined library behind, she vowed to continue her quest for knowledge and protect others from falling victim to its insidious influence. The scars of her encounter would forever mark her as a survivor, a grim reminder of the strength she had found within herself. And though the Blood Library may have been destroyed, its legacy lived on in the whispers of wind and rustling leaves, haunting reminders of those who had suffered within its walls. In the depths of the shadows, the Bloodkeeper lurked with hungry eyes, biding its time and waiting for the perfect moment to rise again. Its insatiable thirst for knowledge drove it deeper into the darkest corners of the human soul, a terrifying reminder of how far one can fall in pursuit of power. No one was safe from its malevolent gaze, a constant threat that loomed over all who dared to seek forbidden knowledge. Bloodwaltz, the grand ballroom was a lavish display of opulence, adorned with crystal chandeliers and intricate gold detailing. The air was thick and heavy with the scent of expensive perfumes and colognes, as masked figures swayed in time to the haunting music. Among them glided Evelyn, her porcelain skin radiating under the flickering light as she moved with elegance and grace. But beneath her flawless facade, she was a predator, drawn to the ballroom by the tempting aroma of fresh blood pulsing through the guest's veins. Her eyes fixated on William, a young man whose vibrant aura called out to her like a siren song. He approached her with confidence, unaware of the danger lurking behind Evelyn's beautiful mask. As they danced, Evelyn's hunger grew more insatiable with each passing moment, fueled by William's intoxicating scent. She lured him away from the crowds to a secluded balcony overlooking the moonlit gardens. With a swift movement, Evelyn tore off her mask, revealing her elongated canines dripping with anticipation. William froze in terror as she pounced upon him with primal instinct. A blood-curdling scream echoed through the night as Evelyn's true form was revealed to the horrified partygoers who rushed to the balcony too late to save William from his gruesome fate. William lay crumpled on the marble floor of the ballroom, surrounded by a pool of his own blood. Evelyn stood over him, her once elegant gown now splattered with dark red stains. Her eyes glinted with a feral hunger as she savored the taste of her latest victim's life force. The party guests, who had been enjoying a lavish night of dancing and champagne, scattered in terror as they realized what was happening. The grand ballroom, adorned with chandeliers and expensive tapestries, was now a scene of chaos and carnage. Evelyn's gaze swept over the room, taking in the terrified faces of those who had dared to invite her into their world. She reveled in the power she held over these unsuspecting mortals, knowing that they were no match for her ancient thirst for blood. As she slipped away into the shadows, leaving behind a trail of destruction and panic, Evelyn couldn't help but feel a sick satisfaction at the reminder that even in the most dazzling of settings, darkness can always find a way to consume the light. The next day, news of the gruesome murder spread like wildfire. The city was gripped with fear and rumors of a monstrous creature lurking in their midst. Little did they know, the true monster was not some mythical being but a beautiful woman hiding in plain sight. Years passed and the memory of that fateful night at the grand ballroom faded into a distant nightmare for most. But for Evelyn, it was just another chapter in her endless existence. She continued to move from city to city, never staying in one place for too long. She reveled in the thrill of the hunt 
and the taste of fresh blood on her lips. To her, it was all a game, a never-ending cycle of death and rebirth. But as she roamed the earth, Evelyn couldn't shake off the feeling of emptiness that lingered within her. No matter how many lives she took, or how much power she wielded, there was always a sense of longing that consumed her. It wasn't until she stumbled upon a small village nestled in the mountains that everything changed. The villagers welcomed her with open arms, unaware of the danger they were inviting into their midst. They saw only a beautiful woman who seemed lost and in need of their help. Evelyn played along, enjoying the hospitality and warmth of human connection that she had long forgotten. But as she spent more time with these innocent people, something inside her began to stir. Something she thought had died centuries ago. Humanity. For the first time in centuries, Evelyn felt something other than hunger coursing through her veins. She felt compassion and even guilt for what she had done to so many lives. But as much as she wanted to change and be accepted by these villagers, Evelyn knew deep down that it was impossible. She was a monster, an immortal creature cursed by thirst and darkness. And so, with a heavy heart but newfound clarity, Evelyn made her final decision. She would leave this village before she brought any harm upon them. As she looked back upon their quaint little town one last time before disappearing into the night, Evelyn couldn't help but wonder if there was still hope for her, if a monster could find redemption.